Those clips take you back? Huh? You remember watching those? Maybe you've watched most of them. Well, it's Christmas. As, uh, as Ian said, some of, us, some of us have already been there for a little while. Some of you are just now stepping in. That's fine. Wherever you find yourself, we're here. Like It's kicking off. It's starting. I want to thank a few people before we jump in uh, today. Those of you who stayed around last Sunday, helped us decorate, get ready. Thank you so much. Huge thank you to Robin Arrington, who took on the job of kind of reworking all of our Christmas trees this year. They look fantastic. The Christmas at the movies uh, theme tie-in that's in the hallway, obviously that's a Zach Orr area. So if you see Zach, thank him. He always does amazing, incredible things like dreaming up massive popcorn buckets uh, to get us into the, uh, the spirit of the holidays. It is Christmas. We, we can all be in now. If you come this afternoon at 4 o'clock, whether we're outside or inside, I promise it's going to feel like Christmas to you. It's going to be a fantastic time. Invite a friend. Uh, uh, bring a chair. We'll have hot chocolate. We'll have s'mores if it's outside. We're not going to let you do s'mores if it's inside. But uh, we're going to have other treats. We're going to have some music. It's going to be a great, great time. I hope that you are going to be a part of that. Um, we are four weeks away from Christmas Eve. Four, if you needed something to panic about, there it is. Four weeks, 28 shopping days before Christmas uh, before Christmas Day, four weeks to Christmas Eve. Four weeks from today, we'll be right back here. Now, Christmas Eve is on Sunday this year, so this is your heads up. This is your warning. And there's a calendar in your seat. You can take that home with you, put it on the refrigerator. Our Christmas Eve services are shifted a little bit this year because it's on Sunday. And our Sunday services are shifted a little bit because it's on Sunday. 10 o'clock, 335. All the same service, all the Christmas Eve service. So start putting that in your brain that four weeks from now, we're going to be celebrating Christmas Eve. But the schedule is going to be a little bit different uh, this time as we start the Christmas season I want to take today and and I just want to give some Christmas advice you know, just from me to you just some just some suggestion me father Christmas to all of you buddy the elf whatever you think of me from me to you I just want to give you some suggestions we're going to end up in the Christmas story by the end of the message today um, but I just want to give you a, a few things to think about as we get this season going and I want to do it obviously through the lens of some movies look there's a long list of reasons why I love Christmas uh, I can make a long list if you want me to one of the reasons is because this is a season when they when they always premiere new movies like there's always a couple of big blockbusters not always a Christmas movie, movie but uh, the industry knows that Kids are going to be out of school. Families are going to be looking for something to do. We went to a movie with our family over Thanksgiving weekend. They know we're all looking for something to do. And so Christmas is a time that they roll out new movies, blockbuster movies. And sometimes they roll out Christmas movies, which is two of my favorite things, right? Christmas and movies. I'm the guy that has a movie group during the summer. We go watch movies together. Some of people from our church, we go watch movies and we go out to eat together. I'm that guy. Like 
I like going to movies. My wife and I have the AMC annual popcorn bucket. Anybody else splurge for the popcorn? Yes, exactly. You're not living right. If you don't get the AMC popcorn bucket, the new one's probably already out. Next time we go to the movie, it's already out. Yeah, we'll get the 2024 one the next time we go to the movies. We love, my wife and I, we love to go to movies. We love popcorn when we go to the movies, the candy when we go to the movies, and fountain drinks when we go to the movies, and obviously I love Christmas movies. Now, I'll be honest, maybe I've confessed this to you before. If so, I apologize. Confess this again. I'm not a Hallmark Christmas movie kind of guy. Right? Like, think less of me, think more of me, wherever I fall in the rest. Fine. Not a Hallmark Christmas movie kind of guy. I know that some of you are. Some of you have already planned your 25 Hallmark movies of Christmas that you're going to watch at least 25 between now and Christmas. That is wonderful. Like, if that brings you joy at Christmas, you do you. Like, you do you. Which, which is kind of my approach to, to, to Christmas. It's kind of my philosophy when it comes to Christmas. Like, what works for you? What brings you joy? What makes this season meaningful? You like to decorate on November 1st? Great. You an October 28th kind of person? Labor Day comes around, you're pulling the tree? Great. You an after Thanksgiving person? I get it. It's a principle for you. Totally understand. Respect to that. But you do whatever brings joy to you. Like Christmas music? Wonderful. I've got a playlist. Love to share it with you don't like Christmas music, I kind of get it. It's not everybody's thing. It doesn't help everybody. You're a white light person. You're a colored light person. You're a blinking light person. You're a no light person. Wonderful. You're an inflatable person. How many inflatable people we got? Like, not inflatable people, but you like inflatables in the yard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're an inflatable person. You're not an inflatable person. I get it. You do you. You figure out, this is what helps me. See, I don't come to Christmas trying to convert anybody to my way of Christmasing. Like, you can do your way of Christmasing, and that's okay. I, I don't have to convince you that my way is the one and only way to do Christmas. You can enter into this season. I can enter into this season and not try to make it something else. I don't have to try to keep up with your Christmas or the Hallmark Christmas movie, Christmas. Like, I don't have to do that. I don't have to try to keep up with the social media Christmas. Now, there may be things about those Christmases that I think, oh, I want to do that. Oh, I want to add this. I think I want to try that. Fantastic. But at the beginning of the season, let me ease some pressure in your life maybe. Let me ease a little bit of pressure that your Christmas doesn't have to keep up with anybody else's Christmas. Your Christmas doesn't have to be anybody else's Christmas. You're in a season, you're in a time, you're in a Christmas, and it can be yours. Right? Or, or, or this is a big one, and I may make some people mad with this one. Christmas doesn't always have to stay exactly the same. From year to year and season to season. It doesn't have to be exactly the same we don't have to repeat everything every year same house same time same way of doing it look i love traditions i think traditions are helpful and they provide some stability and they provide memories and they provide a little glue and and so traditions can be very helpful 
They can be very important. They can be very good. Doing some things the same way for a season can be very, very good. We've got, newsflash, starting this Friday, we have a Christmas devotional written by the people in our church. Starting this Friday, we're gonna, it's going to be on our website. You're going to be able to go to it every day. And there are 25 devotionals written by some people who are sitting next to you this morning. You don't know that yet, but it, they were written by some people sitting next to you. And in some of those devotionals, people share their traditions. It is fabulous. It is so good. Listen, you do not want to miss a day of this devotional process that we're going to start uh, um, on Friday I love traditions it's just that sometimes you can't keep everything exactly the same way you, you can't keep everything as it was love traditions like this is not your opportunity to go home and call your family and say Ken said we don't have to do this anymore All right, that's not what this is tradition can be good tradition can be important but sometimes we have to be careful about traditions because every Christmas won't be exactly the same every season of your life won't be exactly the same Julie and I have, have lived long enough now that, that we can look back and, and we see seasons of similar Christmases followed by change followed by different Christmas Right? Pre-kids, anybody remember that time? Pre-kids, Christmas looked a certain way. Right? And it was very similar during our married but pre-kid years. Very similar, traveled the same places, you know, went the same route. Like Pre-kid, Christmas was very similar. And then, then there was this little change. More people came into our Christmas. And those, those toddler baby years, very similar Christmases. Not similar to pre-kid, not exactly like pre-kid, but they were similar to each other. The teenage, little, little change, the teenage years, different from the previous time. But, you know, there's five, six, seven years, they all look very similar, and then, then a little change, and then, and then bigger changes, and bigger changes. And we're at a Christmas now, most of you know, uh, our three daughters live in three different states right now. Holidays look different. The, the, the keeping up of every little thing is just not always possible. Here, here, here's my point. We can't force Christmas to be a certain way. We can't always force Christmas to be a certain way. We can't demand that Christmas only be this way. It's fine to have hopes and plans and I want to do this and I want us to do that and I want to get on the calendar. It's fine to have all of that as long as we realize Christmas has changed just like everything. As we get older, as, li as life changes, as family changes, as new family come into our life. And, and, and here's why we, we got to accept this. We got to wrestle with this. Christmas isn't just about me Christmas isn't just about me it isn't just about the way I want it or the way I'm used to it or or, or the way I see everything happening or, or the things that I want for every body Chris, Christmas isn't just about me I'm not the center of Christmas e even 
Christmas isn't the center of Christmas. All the things that we call Christmas, which are wonderful and I love, the decorating and and the music and, and all of those fun things, Christmas, in the way that we celebrate, isn't the center of Christmas. Christ is the center of Christmas. Just as we're jumping into this Christmas, whether yours is going to be the same or it's going to have some changes this year, Christ is the center of Christmas. And I know what you're thinking. Of course, the pastor is telling us that on the first Sunday of the Christmas season. Like that's right out of the pastor handbook, right? The pastor is supposed to say, Jesus is the reason for the season. Christ is the center of Christmas. Yes, it's probably in the handbook somewhere. And it's true. And it's true, and, and, and here's why I share it, to you, share it with you here at the beginning of the Christmas season. If I make Christ the center of my Christmas, I don't have to stress as much about all the other things. Like if I could keep coming back to these things are great and many of them are meaningful. Family's important and meaningful. Tradition can be important and meaningful. These hopes that I have can be important and meaningful. It's just none of that is the center. Like at the core is recognizing Christ. And things around that can shift and can change. Things around that won't stay the same, but this is the eternal same of Christmas. At the very center is Christ. There was a, um, there's a Christmas movie where sort of this theme of putting me at the center of Christmas is, is kind of the through line of this particular Christmas movie. Now, this Christmas movie is similar to Die Hard. There is debate as to whether this is a Christmas movie or not. So I figured we'd start just arguing right here at the beginning of Christmas. The name of the movie is The Nightmare Before Christmas. And there's, is it a Halloween movie? Is it a Christmas movie? Movie? But come on, the title describes most of our Christmases, doesn't it? <laughs> the Nightmare Before Christmas. For all of the decorated trees and the music that we just stepped into, we also just stepped into the nightmare, didn't we? Your calendar, nightmare. The pace, not your credit card, nightmare. All family, Sometimes a nightmare. Right? Christmas, Christmas Day is actually not the challenge, is it? It's getting to Christmas Day. It's everything that has to take place before we actually get to that day that is what makes this time so stressful. So much of a burden. That's why you're already feeling it. That's why when I say four weeks, 28 shopping days to Christmas, there's that little something where you start making a list. You start thinking, oh, we got to do this. We got to do this. We're running out of time. It just gets faster and faster. I've shared with a couple of people, August felt like five years. Anybody remember August? It's like August took five years to get over. And then September, September and October was like five days. And November was like five minutes. Just boom. It was gone. December is going to be worse. There is this rush. There, there is this momentum that's just sort of propelling you checking everything off and going everywhere. It's a nightmare before Christmas. Now, this is Tim Burton's uh, stop animation. Masterpiece, really. Kind of odd. At points, really creepy. But 
the making of the movie is clever and, and artistic. It's, it's this wonderful masterpiece uh, about uh, Jack Skellington, right? Jack Skellington. Uh, Jack Skellington in the movie is crowned the pumpkin king again. He's the king of Halloween, but he's dissatisfied. He's unfulfilled. And so he, he goes for a walk and stumbles into Christmas town. Out of Halloween town, where it's black and gray and drab, into Christmas town, where it's full of colors and everybody's happy and they're making toys and there's ornaments and, and everything is festive. He's never seen this before. This is his comment. There's got to be some logical explanation for Christmas. There's got to be some logical explanation for Christmas. Now, the movie, the movie never gives you the logical explanation for Christmas because there actually is a logical explanation for Christmas. Unfortunately, the movie never gets around to telling us that the logical explanation for Christmas is that there was a God who loved his creation so much that even when we, his creation, rebelled against him, turned against him, disobeyed him sinned against him that God loved us so much that he would send salvation to us in the form of his son Jesus there's the explanation for everything that's going to happen now we don't tie everything to that unfortunately but everything that happens at Christmas is about this one explanation a God who was determined to send a savior to us. Here's the logical explanation for Christmas. The logical explanation for Christmas is that we needed a Savior, and God was determined to send us one. The message of Christmas at its core is about everything God did for us, not what we can do for Him, not even what we can do for each other. At the core of Christmas, at the center of Christmas, is this message that God was willing to do whatever it takes to, to redeem us, to save us. That's the explanation of Christmas. Unfortunately, Jack Skellington didn't know this. And so he reads books and he researches and he gets information about what Christmas is like. He finds out about gifts. He finds out about Santa Claus. He finds out about what happens on Christmas Eve night. And Jack Skellington determines that he's going to take Santa's place, right? Kidnap Santa. Again, it's kind of a creepy movie at times. Kidnaps Santa, decides he's going to deliver all of the gifts. He's going to be at the center of all of the joy. Uh, kids are going to wake up on Christmas morning, and they're going to get gifts from him and not from Santa. Imagine discovering Christmas for the first time, and your reaction is, I'm going to be the center of Christmas. Like discovering this wonderfully joyous season of the year and deciding, well, this has to be all about me. What I want is most important with this season. Jack is determined to be at the center of Christmas. And like we've already said, Christmas isn't just about me. We don't get to be the center of Christmas. You don't get to be the center of of Christmas and the, and the problem that he experienced is the problem that we experience. When we are determined to make, make ourselves the center of Christmas, we tend to mess everything up. Things tend to go badly. Uh, his, his friend Sally has this premonition. She has this feeling that Jack's Christmas is going to be a disaster. 
Maybe the way some of you are feeling right now about how Christmas is going for you. Jack, uh, Sally feels like this Christmas is all wrong and it's going to be a disaster. Jack shows up on Christmas Eve night, delivers Christmas presents, but he's from Halloween Town, so all of the Christmas presents are scary and nobody wants scary presents for Christmas. And so the kids are all freaked out and the parents are freaked out and the mayor's freaked out. Because Jack doesn't understand what this is really supposed to be about. He doesn't understand how to give a gift. Do you have anybody in your family that thinks they're really good gift givers and they're not really good gift givers? Like you get a, you get a little twitch when it's time to open their present because you, you don't know what you're going to find and you're trying to register the appropriate amount of gratitude without too much gratitude because you don't want them buying any more gifts than they've already bought you. One is enough from this particular person. This is Jack. Jack tries to reinvent Christmas into what he thought it should be and it was a disaster. He tried to control what Christmas was going to be and it was a disaster. Here's, here's another suggestion. Sometimes we just have to let Christmas be what it is. Again, not very profound. Sometimes we have to accept and embrace and live in what Christmas is going to be. Maybe not so much what we wish it would be this year. Again, this is not an excuse to not have plans and dreams and, and not want nice things. And just sometimes we come to Christmas and things have changed a little bit for your family, for, for where you are, for, for what life is. And sometimes we have to we have to accept this is what Christmas is this year, and I'm gonna receive it as this, as a gift from God. There are some Christmases, and the right thing to do is to celebrate big. Like some of you are in a Christmas like that. Like the right thing is as much joy and music and decorating. Sometimes the, the right thing is, is to take big trips or, or be very generous towards people who are, or who are in need. Sometimes the right way to celebrate Christmas is big. And sometimes Christmas can be simple. Sometimes Christmas can be smaller. As a matter of fact, there are some seasons that Christmas can't be this other thing. It can't be this thing that I would like to create. It can't be this thing that I wish that it was, but I can receive Christmas as it is because Christmas is about Christ anyway. At the center of Christmas is Christ anyway. Here's what we have in this room. And here's what we have in our church. And it's like this almost every year. We have some people in our church, some people in our room, and, and they are experiencing Christmas this year as first-time parents didn't have a baby last Christmas some of them last Christmas didn't think they were going to be able to have a baby some of them last Christmas had no idea they were going to have a baby and this Christmas baby for the first time and they bought all kind of cute little Christmas outfits for that baby 
and they're going to take hundreds, maybe thousands of pictures. And they're going to prop baby up, and they're going to sit baby over here, and everybody's going to want their picture taken with baby. And they're going to get to meet Santa for the first time and scream their head off. They're going to save that picture forever. You're going to bring it out every year. You remember this Christmas? And there is this sense of warmth and joy and excitement, and Christmas is going to be incredible for those families. They're going to love every second. They're going to buy expensive gifts for baby, and baby's going to chew on wrapping paper. It's going to be, they're going to love boxes. It's going to be great. And in, in our church, in this room, th- there are people who are stepping into a Christmas season where there's going to be an empty chair, an unused stocking, for all of this season. And it'll be the first time that they've walked through a Christmas like that. There are other people who, it's not the first Christmas like that. It's the 5th or it's the 10th or it's the 20th. And it's still there. It's, it's still there. Sometimes, sometimes we have to receive the Christmas that is and not demand that the Christmas be something that it's not. Um, Christmas isn't always this cookie-cutter mold for all of us. Any of you have that family member that brings the Jello mold dessert to, Christmas, to, to family gatherings? Which I love, by the way. This is not a knock on the Jello mold. Feel free to uh, make me one if you'd like. But the, the thing about the Jello mold is you, you fill it up and you put whatever nuts or fruit or whatever you're going to put in, you put it in the refrigerator and then you tump it over and you get that sound. And it's the same every time. Boom! Christmas isn't like that, is it? I mean, some of them are. Kind of same, same, same. Change. Same, same. Change. Same really big change really huge change sometimes there are changes that mean all future Christmases will will just be different from the past and at the core of all of them is Christ the very center of all of them Christ the joyful ones and the painful ones the ones where everything goes according to plan. And the ones where nothing can go according to plan. See, in this room, there are people looking forward to this joyous celebration of Christmas. And there, there are some people thinking, we've got to get through these next few weeks. There, there, there are some people in, in, in our room, and there is a strained relationship in their life and it's almost all they think about right now. And right in the middle, middle of that, right in the center of that, is Christ. With us, among us, carrying us, the good ones and the disappointing ones, the ones that go according to plan and the ones that don't. 
The reason I know that is the first Christmas did not go according to plan for the participants. It just, dis- it just didn't. There was a plan, and, and Christmas kind of took all the plans away. Mary and Joseph are engaged to be married. They have a plan. We're going to have a wedding day. We're going to celebrate with our family. At some point in the future, we will start a family together. It was a plan. That's how they wanted it. Right? That was the, the Hallmark movie storyline. Successful woman comes back home to small town, meets hardworking guy wearing flannel. They fall in love. I think I just quoted the storyline for every Hallmark movie, right? Like they had a plan. They saw it. This is what's going to happen. And it didn't happen. Matthew says, this is how the birth of Jesus the Messiah came about. By the way, it came about like no one would have planned. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph, but before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. This is not the way it was supposed to be. These are not the conversations Mary and Joseph were supposed to be having. This was not a decision that Joseph was going to have, should have had to make. It was not in the plans. It's not the way it was supposed to go. The very first Christmas was an example of life not going according to plan. And God was not only present, he was at work. He was at work bringing about redemption. Not in our plans. Not in the way we see it. Not in the way Mary and Joseph saw things happening. But God was at work. God was present. And God was sending his son into the world. Here's what happened. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. God with us in the good Christmases and the hard Christmases. God with us in the easy roads and the challenging roads. God with us in the fulfillment, and God with us in the disappointments. God with us. Christ at the center. And they just trusted him. They trusted what they did not understand. They trusted what they could not explain. They trusted what they could not make sense of. So as the nightmare before Christmas begins for all of us, the chaos, the running, the keeping up, the striving after, the falling behind, the getting weary. 
Christ is with us. He wants to be not just on the periphery, not just out and about our Christmas, but the very core of our Christmas, the very center of our Christmas. And so that all of those other things that may or may not go according to plan will be okay because he is at the center. He is the one we can call on. He is the one we can lean on. This gift that God gave to us 2,000 years ago in a child is still the greatest gift that Jesus came to be our Savior, that our sins could be forgiven, that in the hardest of moments and most difficult of times, that that light would still shine. The light of Christ in us. The light of Christ at Christmas. Let Him be the center. Not just an added part that you throw in every once in a while but the very heart of this season and this celebration. Let's pray. God, we come to you and it's so very easy for us to get swept up in in an us-centered Christmas, in an our tradition-centered Christmas, nothing wrong with tradition. But we start at such a fast pace. We, we run so hard and we run so, so fast to make it like we want it. And maybe that's not wrong. Unless we forget that you are the center. You are the only one that makes this season meaningful. You are the ultimate one who gives hope and joy and forgiveness and light and goodness. May we not create Christmas in our image, demanding that it fits some mold, some, some shape, but that our hearts come alive with love and joy for Christ this Christmas. We pray it in Christ's name. Amen.